Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro here at the NovaCare Complex. Looking ahead, all right, tough loss on Sunday to the Chargers, Eagles 3-6. and six. You measure progress in a lot of different ways, and I think we all agree there is progress. Fewer penalties, better play from the quarterback, running game has been productive. You see some young players in the lineup doing a lot of good things. Eagles have been extremely competitive, certainly. Are they a, a, a step back in Vegas, no doubt, but for the most part, Eagles have really been just a few plays short. On this Eagles Insider Podcast, before we look ahead to the Denver Broncos on Sunday, which all of a sudden is shaping up to be a very tough road game, boy, oh boy, did the Broncos handle the Cowboys on Sunday. In this podcast, we have some special things for you. Nick Sirianni, our weekly one-on-one. That will come in just a few moments. But first, an exclusive interview with quarterback Jalen Hurts. Now, my first one-on-one with Jalen, who I had never met in person because of COVID last year, of course. Um, Didn't meet him until the spring. Actually, the first time I met Jalen Hurts in person, Eagles draft Devontae Smith. He comes into Philadelphia the day after. We do an interview in the auditorium here at the NovaCare Complex, and there are a lot of people lined up on the wall, and I walked over there and... I look over and it's a guy and he shakes me. Hey, I'm Dave. I said, "Hey, I'm Dave." He goes, "Hey, I'm Jalen." I'm like, "Whoa, yeah, dumb." I just, it didn't even occur to me. Anyway, Jalen's been great to work with. We see the progress that he's made, and we had a one-on-one in the summer, and then we had one last week. And in this interview, I kind of just wanted to get away from the hardcore football talk and find out just a little bit more about Jalen Hurts, the person. So here it is, one-on-one with Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. I'm pleased to be joined by Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Jalen, good day to you. Looking good. Um, I'd like to ask some different questions to get to know you a bit. So let's go back to when Jalen Hurts was a youngster. Uh, Did you, at the age of eight or whatever, did you dream of being an NFL quarterback? I I, I dreamed of of being around a game for sure. Um, You know, I had a lot of love for college football growing up as a kid. I, I, I love the pride that it that it took to, you know, win championships and just watching as a kid playing NCAA all the time, uh, Road to Glory, Campus Legend, all those different things. Um, I loved it, you know, and I got to a point where I was like, well, I guess the next thing after that is the NFL. So um, I'm blessed to have the opportunities I have now. Who were the players that you loved? Who were the teams that you loved when you were a kid? Um, you know, I watched all the Texas schools, uh, obviously. Um, I watched LSU play. Um, Watch Florida play Oregon. They had the nice uniforms coming <laughs> up. So I'm going to watch all of those teams play. Sports, there's a chance that we can create a brotherhood. We can create camaraderie. It's kind of a microcosm for the world, as, as I see it. I mean, do you see sports in that way that, that you – there's so many good things about sports that that's the way people should be living their lives? Yeah, I think all sports, um, it, it presents an opportunity for people to come together, grow, uh, learn each other and come together in unity, you know, and it's been something that has it's been a, a big part of my life, my whole entire life, just being a coach's kid, being around the game, being able to see different things and learn from different things just based off of sports. So I value sports so much, and um, I, I really appreciate it. When you talk to kids, do you tell them that sports is a positive activity for them to be part of? Oh, uh, Without a doubt, and that's my opinion. Um, that's my perspective. 
obviously sports isn't end all be all, you know, and, and I think it's important that everybody understands that, you know, you can go out there and you can be the next president. You can go be a doctor. You can go do whatever you want, go to the highest uh, school establishment there is, you know, um, it, it's all on what you want to do. But ultimately, uh, it's all about, you know, putting your best foot forward in anything you do. Jalen, in your bio, you say that if you could play another sport, you'd play for the Philadelphia Phillies with Bryce Harper. You'd be a shortstop or a center fielder. So obviously, was baseball part of your your life as a kid? A huge part of my life. I grew up, I had a lot of love for baseball. Really good at it. Probably probably could have got drafted if I had continued to play throughout high school. I just ended up not playing anymore. Um, you know, it kind of, we, we didn't, <laughs> I stopped playing because we didn't go to the playoffs. Um my sophomore year, I played as a freshman. I played up um, with the older kids. But as a sophomore, we didn't go to the playoffs in football. And, I, you know, I, I was I was all in on, on not letting it happen again. So um, I, I dropped everything else, and I just lifted. I ran track, and I played football. All right, well, tell me about your baseball game. Give me the Jalen Hurts scouting report. <laughs> I mean, I can do it all. I can do it all. Uh, I could do it all. It's, it's different now, you know. Throwing the football and the baseball is pretty different. But I, I played played third, played outfield, played center. Was a good catcher, and I, I pitched well. Um, but throwing the baseball and the football was totally different. So it, it altered um, some things that, as I was in high school. All right, so well, where'd you bat in the lineup? Were you a leadoff hitter? Were you a three? Were you a four? I, I need to hear more. I come out at one. Okay. Um, come out at one. Go out at third sometimes, and I go fifth. Oh, so you're top of the order. You're the top of the order guy. Uh, Jalen, pregame, some favorite questions, just some offbeat things here. Favorite pregame ritual that you have? Probably probably listening to my music, really. Um, one thing that I like to do is I like to dap everybody up before the game and wish them luck. Send them, send them my best wishes and go out there and um, just wish them good luck. So I walk by everybody in the locker room and do that. Okay, is there a favorite playlist that you have? What kind of music are we listening to here? It depends on the moment. It depends on the moment. So some sometimes I listen to a lot of R&B. Sometimes I may listen to the same song. If if I'm feeling that song, if that's a song of the day, sometimes I may be listening to some upbeat rap. So um, it varies. Okay. Uh, for the family that you have that's watching back home, do they have any sort of ritual that they perform to get ready for the game to watch you on television? Um... <laughs> My grandmother, my grandmother, she, um, my grandmother in college, she started this thing where she kissed the television. I sent me a picture of it as the game started, and I won't see it till after after the game. But she see me on the TV, um, and she take a picture, or get a picture taken of her kissing the TV, kissing me on the TV. So it's some um, some sweet, and I really appreciate. I think that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. So you're on television, and she's kissing the TV as if it's your face. She is, but you know, sometimes my uh, my papa has 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 a hard time taking the pictures. <laughs> so um, I don't think I got one last week, but hopefully I get one this week. I think that's great. Um, how about your favorite non-football of your life non-football sports moment? Um, I think it have to be uh, watching watching my brother, um, watching my brother play. I know you said non-football sports moment, but. Um, it's not me. It's watching my brother play growing up. Um, it meant the world to me, and watching my dad coach meant the world world to me too. I learned so much from it. There's no like Jalen Hurts great baseball moment, state tournament, anything you know that that stands out. 
I mean, I hit, I hit a few walk-offs in my day. Oh, that's cool. Didn't know, were, you a, were, were you a bat flipper? Because you don't really celebrate when you get in the end zone too much. Like, you know, there's not like a staple Jalen Hurts move. Is there right now? Was there a staple baseball move? No, it wasn't. It was, it was, it was I wanted to make sure it was out first. Um, but <laughs> now nah, no bat flips, nothing like that. Just, just down to business, you know. All right, in college, you majored in communications, pursued a graduate degree in human relations. Favorite class or a professor or a mentor that really had an impact in your life? My favorite class, um, I, I, I've taken some tough classes in my day. Um, I had a, everybody at Alabama knows Dr. Gosenbach. He's a tough, he's a tough teacher. Um, I don't know if he's still teaching now, but his class was tough. What was the class? It was a, I think it was a, some type of public relations class, um, intro to public relations, PR, or something. And the grade you got in that class, Jalen? I made it out. I got a degree. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all that. That's all that matters. Um, okay. Uh, favorite life lesson learned? Is there one that kind of that you kind of go to? Something I just like to go by. Um, you know, I go by a few things. Really, I go. I go by the so what, not what mentality, but I go by um, just really appreciating everything and valuing everything while you have it. Um, I think that's so important for us in this world to uh, give thanks to the people around us and and truly truly appreciate the things that we have and enjoy them while we can. Okay, love it. What is the Jalen Hurts' favorite away from the Novacare complex activity during the football season? When you're not here, what do you what what do you love to do more than anything? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm here quite often. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been to the dentist. <laughs> I do regular <laughs> stuff. <laughs> You know, been to the dentist, um, cook food. Really, lately we've been cooking. Um, I've, I've been having guys at my house who've been cooking on um, our off days on Monday. Well, Mondays, not necessarily off day, but been cooking on Mondays and having food over at the house. So I'm just time to, to hang out and, you know, be with the guys. Is that something you started recently? Or this started year? cooking, yes. Yeah, with, with I, the guys on, on Mondays. And, well, and last why do you do that? Year, last year, last year, um, We'd actually, we'd actually like meet at a hotel and go over everything. Um, since we couldn't be in the building physically because of COVID, um, so after every game we do that at a, another place like a somewhere downtown in Philly, and get everybody together, kind of go over the, the game the day before, and intro to the next game. We just do that amongst um, the players, amongst the you know amongst the guys, amongst the offense, my offensive skill. So now, um, I've been cooking. So what is it, what's the Jalen Hurts go-to favorite recipe? You gotta ask Smitty. You gotta ask Rager. You gotta ask. Um, okay. G Ward, Howard, all those guys. Okay. Ask them. I won't. I won't. I won't talk about myself when it comes to that. I'll let that do the talking. All right. Very. And why do you do it, Jalen? Do you do you feel it? It builds that chemistry, that camaraderie. It it absolutely does, but it, it's it's it's. It's bigger than that, you know. Just having having guys together. Um, I mean, I don't mind cooking. I don't mind eating. Um, so, just just a, just an opportunity for everybody to do it together in unity, um, and have a good time and eat some food and you know watch the Monday night game. If so, if it's on, so it's, it's always a fun time. All right. Finally, favorite sports interest these days? Are you a are you a basketball fan? I watch basketball. I watch, you know, I, I keep in tune with it. The LeBrons, you know, obviously Philly, and what they have going on. Um, but I, I never had a love for basketball coming up. But 
I love sports. I love competition. I love watching, and I love seeing um, great athletes go out there and compete at, at a high level and do what they do. It's awesome. Well, that's what you're doing. Jalen Hurts, thank you so much. Got a little bit of insight into what you're all about. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your time very much, um, and thanks for playing the favorite game with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jalen. Have a good one. Take care. Thank you so much, Jalen, for your time. Great interview there. Uh, what a nice story, right? It's just family love. Is there anything better? All right, Nick Sirianni, one-on-one, looking ahead. But again, I don't want to go too deep on the hardcore football stuff. Some big-picture questions here, tying in the interview with Jalen Hurts. So let's start right there with head coach Nick Sirianni and his conversations about number one. Welcome, Eagles Everywhere, our weekly one-on-one with head coach Nick Sirianni and his seemingly endless supply of Philadelphia sports gear. Uh, the first question is, where do you keep all that stuff? Like, I know you have it, but where do you actually keep it? Yeah, it's all up in the in my co- in my, lo- in my locker upstairs in my Jeez. office. So uh, Greg does a good job of sorting through everything for me and, and, and keeping it keeping it clean and yeah. uh, keeping it coming. I know you're not folding it up. All right, let's <laughs> talk a little football, Eagles football here. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you called him a stud after the game against the Chargers. Um, he started 13 games in his NFL career, nine this year. If you were to look at him early in the year to now, what would you see? What differences do you see, Nick? Yeah, I see. I just see growth in just every, every level, right? And just as a passer, you know, you always, everyone always knew he could run the football and was dynamic running the football. And, but I just see him growing as a passer, as a decision maker, um, as, as, and so that, that running the football can be a secondary thing and he can, he can be the quarterback uh, of an, and delivering balls when he needs to. Um, but, you know, then you, then you just see the, the growth of like, okay, well, something's not there. He can go out and make a, play, a big time play as he has on third down for us pretty much all year. I think we're in the top ten on third down right now, and that, and that's you know that that's a, that's a big time that's a big time team stat with how you're protecting, how you're running routes, and the, but you know that's always something that I know quarterbacks look at and be like, okay, we're in the top ten, and and what we look at as coaches like we're in the top ten because we're getting good quarterback play uh, in the criti- in a critical situation on third down. One thing that really stuck kind of just stood out to me on Sunday his level of toughness and conditioning and fitness can you speak to the way he takes care of his body and prepares for games yeah you know he's a, he's just a really good pro um you know he not only mentally gets ready for games he physically gets ready for games he gets his body right you know all all the different things that it takes to get ready for a game because you know that, that's a hard thing when you you know when you when you make a play like he did on like he is doing on his feet where he's got to extend the play that's a lot of running and then come back call the play in the huddle Right, we've all been tired before where we've run, and right, and someone asks you a question, you say, "Not right now, I don't want to talk." talk." Well, he's got to—he doesn't have that option, right? Like he's got to make one of those plays, then he's got to get in the huddle, take a deep breath, process the play that's coming into his headset, and then call the play and get everybody believing in that play, and then go do it again potentially. And so, uh, yeah, I can't say enough about our strength and conditioning staff uh, and our and our training staff. Um, and then obviously Jalen uh, gets the most credit right there to, to keep his body ready to go and, and to make play after play after play and, and just to you know, be in the right physical shape. I wonder if you could speak about you as a head coach nine games in, how much experience you've gained uh, calling plays, setting up the game, and then just those instantaneous in-game decisions that you have to make. How much progress have you made? Yeah, I think, I think again, if you, if you want – to you know, I don't. I don't think it's any secret what, what people uh, 
know about how our messages in this building about getting better every single day. If I want guys to get better every single day, I have to get better every single day. So I'm um, constantly thinking about that. I believe I'm getting better every single day in, in those things. And and that's what I have control over, of how I get better. How do I leave this building better as a better head coach than I was when I came in this building? And so, um, you know, I believe that we've grown. I have a lot of good coaches on this staff that helped me grow uh, and help and help that process too. And whether it's, you know, bouncing something off a idea for a team meeting or, you know, while we're calling a game or whatever it is, an offensive philosophy or anything. So, um, yeah, uh, again, just feel like there, there's growth there. And I feel like there's growth with our team and we just need to continue that as, as the season progresses. There's also growth in the run game, which has been really potent these last couple of weeks here. Why is that? And then why do you think it's so important to have, balance in the offense yeah you know you just see what you see is um I, I you know our offensive line really dominating the line of scrimmage it always starts there backs uh going through their reads Jalen getting us into the right play um and, and the importance of that is obviously is what you've seen I think this, this yesterday we were pretty high in our yards per attempt I, th I think we were over a nine yards per attempt um, but that's a good direct correlation. Like, how does that happen? Well, that happens because you're running the football good and the rush slows down when you're running the football good and there's more space between the quarterback and the line of scrimmage and the linebackers suck up and, you, and, you're, and they're playing different coverages. You know, because the result of you running the football well is they got to do something to stop you running from football well. So they play different coverages to allow these some of these things to open up that we're hitting, you know, uh, uh, whether it's on the outside or over the middle or, or wherever it is. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's really important, and uh, we just got to keep building on, on the momentum offensively that we have. Within this growth, there is a bunch of youth being sprinkled in. And I'd like to, if we could just talk about a few guys, I know I could go on forever, but three people really jump out at me. Devontae Smith, um, the moment never seemed too big for this young man. What are your thoughts on the way he's progressed? Yeah, he's been in a lot of big games. Uh, you know, he's played in a national championship game multiple times as a freshman. Gosh, I remember watching that Georgia-Alabama game where he he had that big play to to win the football game uh, in overtime. So he this you know he's he's used to playing in big games. He played in the SEC a lot of a lot of different big games he played in. And so um, at the moment, it, I think that's a good observation, Dave. That the moment is never too big for him, and he's got he's stoic, and he's got a he got a look on his face like. When it's crunch time, just throw me the football, and so you know that's that's uh, that's pretty special to have one of your rookies and your first pick of the draft, your first pick of your draft, uh, f you know, act that way because I think that's contagious. So um, you know that's just who he is, and so that, that's that's a special part of, of Devonte. Landon Dickerson, who wasn't on the field until the regular season started. Um, how much progress has he made? Yeah, I think you see him. Uh, I think you see him just being able to push guys around a little bit more and more each week as he continues to d recover from you know his injury that he had last year, and that's what we saw. Um, you know, as as Howie and myself and the scouts and the coaches, you know, watched the tape on Landon. That's what we saw: a, a physical uh, presence in the run game and in the pass game. You know, with Landon just being physical and nasty, and um, you know, being able to you know really push guys are tough, and so you're you're seeing that more and more each week um, with him as he gets comfortable um, in that you know in an NFL game, and so you know you can you're seeing the movement that you saw you know when he was at Alabama, you're seeing that movement on those the nose and the three technique that you saw, and so um, I just I think again I think his 
he's progressing, right? He's 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 getting better, um, and that's contribute to Landon first of all, and then his his offensive line coaches and and Stout and Roy. On the defensive side of the ball, Davion Taylor comes into the NFL with very little experience. Um, all of a sudden, he's on Sunday around the football nonstop. What have you seen from him? Yeah, again, he's he's uh, he's he's uh, he's got all the physical tools to be a really good linebacker in this league. And it's just seeing, you know, it's it's kind of like a linebacker. You kind of think of it like a quarterback. He's got to see all the different looks. He's got to be able to diagnose things and read things. And so the more reps he gets, the better he's getting. And, you know, I, I just think about that play he made yesterday for a, for a loss on Eckler when, um, you know, he made, a, he made a big play on, on that and for a minus two-yard gain. You just saw him, you know, what you saw in that play is him diagnosed, yes, and then the fundamental of tackling, how he got, you know, Austin Eckler's a tough guy to tackle, and he just he did a great job of getting him wrapped up and getting him tackled and, and getting that negative play. Nick, I know there's no moral victories, but the loss to the Chargers, do you feel like you learn, you eventually learned something from that from that loss. Yeah, you know, you got to go through some tough times to get where you want to go to and and so that that was a that was a tough one. That one hurt all of us. Uh, you know, you, you you do some good things both offensively, defensively, special teams wise and then you come in and, and you lost the football game and and so that's tough, but yeah, you always learn from you learn every time you step on that field. You learn every time you step in the meeting room. You learn every time you step on the walk field, walk through field or the practice field. And so um, you know that that was the that's the objective every Monday is how can we get better from this tape? What can we you know what let's fix the mistakes of what we did? Let's let's uh, let's praise what we we saw with the good things and let's duplicate those those good things again. And so that's the objective every time you step on the field or in the meeting room or like all those things I just said. And and that's what that's what our pro part of our process is is how how we're going to get better from from that last game and and that's that's what Mondays are for. The Broncos are next. They took it to Dallas on Sunday. What they do so well against that offense, and what have you seen from them kind of through the season? Obviously, still watching through that that tape, uh, but I think what you see from from uh, from Denver is you just see a really well coached team, and you see them. Uh, orchestrated well on, especially on that uh, where most, most of my time so far watching tape has been on the def pardon me on the the Broncos defense and so you see some good players out there that you know they've done a good job of, of getting good players there and then also you just you just see you know you can see that uh, you know I've always respected coach Fangio and his and his ability to coach a defense and you see that working like it did in Chicago uh you know a while back and just you know he's he's a good defensive coach and and his team plays like it final one nick you've talked about the dog mentality the one percent we're nine games in has the team achieved that mindset that you that you desire i think so yeah i think so i think what you what you see is guys you know come coming to work every day and and it is i think what's it's just a simple message in my mind like we're not asking to do anything uh crazy right it's like well, all right, well, and we're not asking him to focus on a week from now. You know, my messages are, you know, let's go on a little run uh, here. and But you can't do that without getting the, the 1-0 first. And you, and you can't do that without winning the day first. And so I definitely I definitely feel that, and I, and I think that's something that's in our control is getting better every single day, right? And and there's something there's a lot of things that are out of your control. But one thing that's in our control is is how we come to work every day, how we get better every day. I think that's just a, uh, again, it's it's not a, a complicated thing. I think guys understand that, and uh, yeah, and and uh, I see us growing uh, because of it. Nick Sirianni, our weekly one-on-one -on -one presented by Wawa. Thanks so much. Good luck in Denver. Beat the Broncos. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. 
All right, that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle, Julie McLaughlin for their work here. Thanks to all of you for joining each and every week. If you have a moment to give us a little review, we love the five stars. There's a link in the details section of your podcast library. We're back later in the week and we'll dig into the Denver Broncos, our week 10 opponent. This season is flying by. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks so much for joining everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly Eagles fly and go birds. E-A-T-L-E-S Eagles!